Tippy tap. Uh, Forty-five. Point, point five two five. Two. What I don't know. What I don't, yeah, I don't know how to label this. This yeah. is uh, uh, as people may have heard, we had our we finally had our Kinjete moment on Tippy Tap, and uh, we had a fuck up. Yeah, I had a fuck yeah, up. Yeah, you had a fuck up. I was perfect. But... We uh, and actually, when we listen to the audio, there's something about me being on the show. I could be removed, and it's perfect. But if we yeah. do it the other way, we remove Murray. It's awful. Yeah, so we, we nearly released the episode with all the silences. <laughs> I had an idea we could just like choose your own adventure, but like choose your own Griff dialogue where you just put your own in. Yeah, that's like, asking too much of our listeners. They don't want to do that. That uh, we I was getting ready to cut that episode right after we did it. That would have taken a lot more time to just like throw in some some ad, Mad Lib Griff. Just, or we could have just thrown in like the uh, Peanuts adult talk. And that yeah, would we could have done that. Wah, 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 wah. I did use that recently, and uh, yeah. I think maybe in Violent City I used it. Oh, okay. So there we go. But yeah, this is our little thing we're calling Cop in a Feel. This is where we have our uh, our regular guests come on because we've always said the the best way to get to know truly someone's soul, their inner being, is through their favorite TV cops. Or PIs, or crime solvers in general. I wonder, I might have to dig into the Monk treasure chest and see if there's anything worth doing in there. Cause Monk? Is that that captivated guy? me for a while. No, well, Clovo's my guy. Well, yeah, but they're kind of similar. But Monk got me when I was like in my teen years, and it really had me for a while there, and I don't like it anymore. So if you got excited for, people were excited for... The, you, I mean, you, you, you fucked it all up, Griff. I mean, the, the, the episode we were trying to... Well, let, we should probably bring Jack in. Uh, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Badalier, our weapons master, is back with us. Thank, thank you, Jack, oh. for doing this. I know you're a busy man. You don't have time for our, our uh, shenanigans. Thank I you. always make time for you guys. <laughs> you, you call. You put up the Jack signal. <laughs> I see it reflecting off the clouds. I drain my drink. I put on my fancy <laughs> shoes. I adjust the rakish angle of my hat, and, and I <laughs> leap into action immediately. Once uh, Tim and Griff let me that's, know that they need me. What is the Jack me? signal? What silhouette do we we shoot on that cloud? That's a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you thinking well, about? Well, well. Uh, uh, Taffeta made me a little uh, sort of icon for my website, but that's a little intricate as something you would project, you know, thousands of feet up into the air against the cloud cover. Well, for normal podcasts. I I, I just heard thousands of feet. You want us to project a thousand feet into the clouds? You got to hit Boston, for Christ's sakes. We're a thousand miles away. Oh, you mean distance, not 1,000 feet is your icon. No. Well... It's like a bat signal, only for me. <laughs> uh, I I need to know, have you ever seen the Omega Man? The Charlton Heston? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what kind of gun he was running around with then? That? Yeah, it's a Smith & Wesson Model 76 submachine gun. Perfect. Boom. That's why he's our weapons master. That's paper. right. <laughs> I asked the question during the episode, and I, I didn't know the answer, and I was like, God. We're going to talk to now. Jack. There's the scene where he's got the sniper rifle. With is that for real? That gigantic scope he had on there. It was I, I'd have to go back and look. Um, it was like a floodlight. I thought it was a floodlight. 
And it had like it was like predator vision, wasn't it? Didn't it have like an infrared? Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Oh, you know what? He probably had what he probably had. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh yeah, that's like an old school thermal scope. That's like a Vietnam era thermal thermal scope. Okay. Yeah, there's I... this great website. Oh yeah, it's attached to a little carbine he's got. Um yeah, M3 carbine. So Fun fact, back in Vietnam, they actually experimented with this as a uh, as an ambush weapon. They mounted this big, huge thermal scope, which had a backpack as the battery. Um, oh. And what it actually does is it's not passive infrared, it's active. So it's got a big lamp on the top of it that shines infrared light. And then the scope part of it sees the infrared light reflecting off of whatever it's shining on. Whoa. And that's the image you see. So that's that's what he's got. Yeah. Wow. That's a real thing. That was a Vietnam era. Not so much a sniper thing because it's on this little carbine, but that's for uh, sort of nighttime ambushes. Yep. Interesting. I did not expect this movie to. I thought he just literally slapped like we see in the nineties with just giant scopes. I thought he just yeah. I'm like, why are they slapping it. that on a handgun? Yeah, yeah. it's like bigger than the gun. That's fascinating. <laughs> All right, so what we do need to do is recap the fact that we did try to do Magnum PI's episode. It's the internet meme episode. Yeah. yeah the... Yep. The nuns don't work on Sunday. It's uh, the. It's a season two episode called The Geraro Kill. And there where... is another episode called The Geraro, so you do have to remember it's in <laughs> yeah. season two, episode oh eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. We learned so much about Jack through that episode. All about his manscaping. Yeah, we there learned was a lot a about There was a solid <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we learned that with, you've, been, you've had a beer since you were at 20. You've, you've never been uh... clean shaven. Yeah, in college I had kind of a combo goatee and actually sideburns. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, and I my hair just kept growing and growing. Uh when I graduated, they had to use bobby pins to hold my motorboard on. Um <laughs> once I had to get a real job, I cut it shorter. Uh, but I did grow with the beard. And so yeah, I have not been clean shaven since. Oh man. Maybe like sophomore year of college. So, so you've never been like curious to see what you look like with all oh, my friends. I have a round little cherubic baby face. I've been under strict orders for <laughs> a very long time now <laughs> to not go clean shaven. Uh, wow. it, it's a little different now that my hair is as gray as it is, but back when it was not, uh, I, I was informed that, uh, my significant other did not want to look as if she was dating a teenage boy. <laughs> Therefore, I was not allowed to shave off the beard. Um, you know, the the longest I've ever had facial hair? Three months. I was going to say. It's a long winter I'll, beard I'll grow out, and then yeah. i got to get that shit off my face. I was going to guess I, five weeks. No, it's three months. That's the longest. I think I uh, did it for Very about round, years. chubby face. And so... Uh, the the using the beard uh, helps shape that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we also learned. Well, I knew you guys didn't know that Roger Bannister run ran the four minute mile. 
I, yes. I educated you guys on that. Right. You said we 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 learned that the Jack does, did not know what shrimping was. Yeah. But I think we got. I think every episode we have to ask our guests what they what shrimping is because everybody once, comes up with something. Once you mentioned new. it, I I I kind of was like. Aha, yes, because I think you had mentioned it in a previous yes, episode that I listened to. It's but of course, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I blotted that information out. As you should, yeah. yes. Uh, and for the record, uh, dear listeners, I am not a foot guy. I, I have no interest in feet. They do not disgust me. However, they do not arouse me in any way. Um, and but... I do not want anyone to... Uh, sucking on my toes either uh i think i admitted on twitter that uh i briefly dated a girl in college who tried that and i had a full-on 40 year old virgin moment where i kicked her in the forehead because i'm very ticklish yeah i kicked her right in the forehead and it was like oh yeah we're not doing that ever again so (sighs) i have sworn off the shrimping not that I have any interest in it, but yes, no, that was, we'll just but if, if a, a line if, through that. <laughs> if someone you're dating asked for it, you would be, you would be a gentleman enough to give it to her, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't get off on it, but you'd be like, yeah, to, sure. To, to perform or be the recipient no, of? No, I, I, no, I, guys getting their feet sucked. It's really weird for me. Yeah. But if your girlfriend any... was like, I want you to suck on my toes, I'm into that. You'd be, you'd be like, you'd be all right, right? Or would you Look, be like? No, I rise I'm... to the occasion, whatever's required of yeah, me. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. You got to. However, that. not uh, seek that out. <laughs> right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like, I have no interest either. But if it was like, yeah, whatever, sure, let's do it. <laughs> well, it depends. If some woman says, "Get down on your hands and knees and kiss my feet," fuck no, I'm not doing not that. Doing that. That's not that's no. not my bag, unfortunately. Yeah. For... Yeah. We, Can we get no, back to Magnum? Ma- no, we well, well we no, we have no. to discuss. I'm at Magnum condoms right now. <laughs> yeah, now we're gonna say what our fetishes are. Griff, you start. Oh God, <laughs> where do we start? Do you want me to go alphabetically? <laughs> Amphibians, well, first Amphibians. of all. <laughs> okay. I I mean, just put it on the Discovery Channel. Put that it on reminds YouTube. me. We also well, we didn't learn it this episode. We learned it in a previous episode, but it fits in with Magnum. It ties back into Magnum. Oh, we're tying this in now. <laughs> we, oh, we we were talking. Yes, we were talking about <laughs> mechophiles, which are people who love to who have a fetish for having sex with cars. Oh, so we brought yes. the question up. What what was what was your car again, Griff? That you were gonna fuck? Oh, if shit. you were if you were into that. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. of course. Because none oh. of us, none of us are sick mechophiles. Here, Wasn't too. it the mystery van? <laughs> yeah, I think it I was. Think it was. <laughs> yeah, wanna, yeah. Of course, you ruined it by saying I want to fuck a cartoon. I want to. No. Okay, if I can't fuck a cartoon, if I have a, a real live action car, <laughs> shit, what would it be? Knight Rider. Yeah, let's go with Knight Rider. <laughs> the eighteen van. There we go. <laughs> See, Knight uh, Kit can talk back. I mean, you get at least uh, yeah. Program the car to talk dirty to you. So. Can you change his voice to a woman's voice? Though he'd be kind no. of weird. Are you? Uh, yeah, is. Yeah, I'm wondering what's. Are you gay if you fuck a male car? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of those you you know you make what you make of it. Okay, and then of course I had the right answer: the car that Kennedy was killed in, because it's got history and provenance, and sex and death they go together. We all know that, and then. <laughs> And then Jack said, 
Right on. He's like, he didn't even think about it. He was just like, no. Magnum PI's Ferrari. I would fuck yeah. the shit out of that car. The Ferrari 308 GT in Corso Rosa Racing Red. Oh, so red. sexy. It's With... small. It's nimble. Uh, the top comes off easy, and it's fast as hell. Like, well, we know it's not to love. We know it's small because he couldn't even barely fit three guys into it in this episode. <laughs> so, yeah. What's that like? It's There's surprising, no... <laughs> actually, how small that car is. It, it, it's not a big automobile at all. There's no Ferrari a... gangbangs going on here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a three-way at most. That's it. Yeah. So, Magnum, like we said, the premise of these this series we're doing is your favorite TV cops, PIs, crime solvers, what have you. You know what we mean. Right. You said Magnum PI. What is it about Magnum that resonates with you, that you related to, that you, you were drawn to? Well, one thing that has to be remembered is this was the early 80s. We did not have a lot of television back then. What was your beard uh, length in the early 80s? Hair length, beard length in the early 80s. It, it depends if I was hiding from Arctic predators or not. You know, okay, okay. Disguise, because I was living up in the wilds of Alaska in a very tiny Athabascan fishing village at the time. And so we only got a couple of, you know, this was, we did not have cable. We actually had a black and white television that was about the size of a large toaster. Um, but back then, my Pentaveret was Magnum PI, the A Team, Airwolf, Knight Rider, and MacGyver. Oh, and I that that was the alchemical mixture that formed Jack Battleair uh, as a youth. <laughs> uh, and I think for Magnum, it's a couple of things. Well, nineteen eighties television like this was all about serious stuff interlaced with humor. Because uh, if you watch like any of those shows, like there's always some laughter mixed into the most serious stuff. But Magnum is a great premise. I mean, it, it's a fun PI show. Uh, Tom Selleck has great charisma. Uh, the supporting characters, you know, Higgins, TC, Rick, all the little criminal scumbags they hang out with, just great characters. And the location, I hate to use the word exotic because that's always a little colonialist. But, mm -hmm. you know, back in the early 80s, Americans were, were sort of enjoying the ability to travel. And, the, you know, Hawaii was this cool location, tropical, but American. You know, you didn't need a passport. You just needed to get on a big old 747 and have some spending money. Uh so this idea of it being this, you know, unusual location, this tropical paradise, but all this crime going on, uh, mix in the sex because, you know, there's ladies in bikinis and warm weather and swimming and all this sort of stuff, it, it tie in the Vietnam angle to give it, you know, the little history and danger. And you can have a dark sort of tragic backstory for anyone you want to introduce it just worked. Um, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, and, and, you know, in the last couple of years, I've watched a number of episodes of it, and it's still a lot of fun. And even when it's at its most serious, you know, there's always a wink and a nod. Uh, it, Magnum breaks the fourth wall now and then, you know, gives a little eyebrow wiggle back <laughs> at us because we're in on how absurd the show is like this 
multi-millionaire pulp novelist, essentially, Robin Masters, owns <laughs> all these estates all around the world. He's got this 200-acre Robin's Nest beachfront, you know, villa in Hawaii that's major mode by this ex-British commando. <laughs> and he pays this bum, Thomas Magnum, who's a former naval intelligence officer and Vietnam veteran to live on the estate for what purpose? To occasionally test the security system. Like it, it, <laughs> It's completely nonsensical, but you just immediately roll with it. And, okay, yeah, and you let him drive the Ferrari, because why wouldn't you? you know? I mean, Did they ever explain uh, how they met at all, him and Robin Masters? Uh, they don't really. In the pilot, you just know it happens. Okay. And really, there's just a little uh, uh, narration by Magnum, which happens every episode, where he just talks about how he was hired by... Robin Masters to test the security system, and as a reward for doing so occasionally, he gets to live in the guest house. Um, and it's a big old guest house, uh, and, you know, occasionally some sexy stewardesses are allowed to sleep over on the estate and swim around in the tide pool and play tennis on the tennis court, and, you know, Higgins wines and dines them, and it's just, it's absurd. It's a complete fantasy. None of it makes sense. And yet it ran for like how many episodes? 162 episodes nice. in the course of eight years. I just want to point yeah. out as we're learning with all the applications that are like, hey, this is free, just get on it. And when something is free, you're the product. You're the product. I don't know what's going on with Robert Masters. Robin Masters? Robin Masters. Robin Masters. He's filming what is going on in that fuck bad. He is very into Tom Selleck. He handpicked him. He gets Tom because Magnum had great feet. You know, Magnum Ma- and Magnum uh-huh. is wearing these shortest shorts. Yeah, and uh-huh. he always tucks his shirt in. So there is nothing. To I want to point out because because uh, Jack he's he got into it. He's wearing his Magnum outfit, the Hawaiian Hawaiian floral oh, yeah. shirt. In honor of this episode, I'm also wearing a polo shirt tucked into my short shorts. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. Well, hold on. Let me unbutton the buttons like a little chest here. Yeah, there There we we go. go. Thank you. Yes, pull them out. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with Jack on this. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And I'm sporting the little shorty shorts myself right now because I wanted to be fully in character. I'm just a piece of shit. I yeah, mean, really I'm, in the, I'm in the. I'm Griff, in the. you've got to catch hat. up. I, I'm wearing the dunce hat. Well, wait, wait, wait. Griff does have the mustache. That's true. I did. Oh so, yeah. I don't even have a yeah. tiger's hat right now. I will never wear a mustache. Tigers fan don't even have a tiger's hat. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, eight other baseball team hats, not tigers. Um, Jack, we didn't. We, yeah. I meant to bring this up on the last episode, which sadly you guys are never going to hear because Griff fucked up. Um. There was, there is a revival of Magnum. Have you watched oh. any of that? I ha- I don't have anything against it. I really don't like it. television. Is television, and honestly, if you are of an age like you know Tim's age, my age, whatever, late forties, early fifties, you watch this when it was on. It, it's fine. You can understand that there's some problematic stuff in it, but that's. Just how television oftentimes was. You don't excuse it. You just nod and recognize it. But 
honestly, there's some awkward moments, you know, <laughs> early 80s and in the mid 80s. And, and it, some aspects of it just didn't age well. So, you know what? You want to take the same premise because that premise is not wedded to the time and place in which the show happened. The Vietnam angle, sure, but you bring that up to modern days. Forget Vietnam. You've just got, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. You can still have a show about a few, you know, war buddies who now live on Hawaii together. And one of them's a private investigator and you go on adventures and you've got a hot car. Yep, it, it works. So I don't have a problem with it. I haven't gotten around to watch it because honestly, I haven't had cable in a number of years. But now that episodes have piled up, I don't know, that might be my, you know, <laughs> uh, holiday time. Uh, once I'm on intercession from working at the university, uh, I may, uh, you know, buy the first season and watch it. So, again, I don't have anything against it. I don't have anything intrinsically against remakes as long as they're done in the spirit of the original. Now, if if you're just doing a money grab and like, like these stupid like slasher franchises that just relentlessly grind out content because they just know there's okay, this will make money, then I don't care. I I I roll my eyes. I don't really want to have anything to do with it. But right. you want to remake Magnum? Fine, remake Magnum. <laughs> Now, have you seen any of, like, the character comparisons? And uh, more importantly, is Higgins in the reboot? Do you know? If... I believe it's a woman. Oh, it's, it's a, a woman. woman. Yes, oh. it's a woman. Which, is it a you know what? Woman? That's fine by me. Like, the only women in Magnum are basically the, uh, you know, the uh, the ass of the week, basically. Um, or some damsel in distress or whatever. It, it, you know, there are no female main characters on the show. Good old so, days, yeah, we know. Just, just, you want to put one in? Fine. You want to make it Higgins? Fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. A aside from that, I haven't dug too, too deeply into it because I didn't really want to spoil anything for myself for when I eventually do watch it. So The yeah. real question is, is Zeus an Apollo female? Because I will not stand for that. All right. <laughs> it's important that Dobermans be male. Are All they right. still Dobermans? They, well, they might be like uh, like standard poodles or something. Yeah. Uh, they came out like five, six, seven years ago, so they might be Labradoodles. I, I don't true. like that. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> like that either. Uh, do we have enough uh, background on Magnum? I, th I think so. Oh, yeah. hey, oh, yeah. I, I might be misremembering this, but wasn't yeah. there... Because you remember when Platoon came out, everybody had to have their serious like Vietnam episode. Was, wasn't mm -hmm. there an episode where it was like a flashback where they were in Vietnam? They, they do, do that? that a number of times, but the pilot is a two-parter that directly deals with Vietnam. Yep, yep. Okay, because that's I I did not know that I I. Like I said, I, I knew there were some episodes, but I thought they they were just, you know, cause, you know, everything was Vietnam, like the mid 80s and shit. So I, was yeah. like, I thought they I didn't know that that was an integral part of the show. Like him and his buddies were yep. in Vietnam together. Yeah, like, um, they're in this little unit. It's like a naval intelligence unit because uh, Thomas Magnum and well, he's in the Navy. And then there's a there's like a French guy. So it's if I remember right, they they don't. I'd have to go to Wikipedia and dig around a little bit. But basically, it's sort of like a multi 
uh, organizational like reconnaissance and intelligence unit. Kind of like uh, the Green Berets had the, the SOG, the Special Operations Group, or whatever it was called. Studies and Observation. There we go. That would go behind enemy lines and like gather intelligence. Not a combat group. Not, not like a raiding group. So... Yeah, it it was like a little uh, intelligence gathering unit, and uh, Rick and TC were the helicopter guys who would fly Magnum and his other buddies in and out of uh, their missions. So that's how that's how you tie TC into being a pilot. Um, oh, yeah. Rick was the door gunner, and uh, Magnum was, I think, like a lieutenant in the navy intelligence so nice sounds like the perfect team dream team oh. sounds like the a team it sounds i mean they're one short of being an a team yeah well tc could have could have a mohawk but you know. yeah i mean a team does have a pilot and what's his name murdoch, murdoch yeah. yeah murdoch so, yep how pretty much murdoch. yeah all right so last episode we yes. did a more lighthearted episode. Right. I mean, all, if you consider transvestite assassins lighthearted. Yes. But unfortunately, in between that recording and now, we lost a member of Magnum PI a couple of days ago. How? That is right. Roger Mosley. Unfortunately, died in a car wreck just a couple of days ago. This had, you know, it's so weird how, with our show. This, I mean, I don't want to say we're the angel of death or anything, yeah, no. but whenever we do a show, something related happens. Or something's in the news. Like we don't plan any. We, you, right. you know, if you listen to our show, we don't plan anything. The amount of times uh, things we bring up turn into trivia on Jeopardy the following <laughs> week is amazing like i don't know who's listening on the jeopardy uh, uh question you know trivia staff but hey i see you bud so in honor of roger mosley uh jack was kind enough to find a uh, tc centric episode he bows up in this episode he does he, he acts his ass off yeah he really does and yeah uh, yeah i wanted to pick one that really highlighted uh you know his character traits and and it's also really good just like character focused episode that really dives into like the relationship between the four main characters higgins and magnum and rick and tc and the relationships between each other and and this is still early on in the series when higgins is much more antagonistic towards magnum there's still a lot of like you know just staring daggers at each other and, and <laughs> the, all, the, all the sort of like, well, you can't have access to the wine cellar and no, you can't use the tennis court and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and Higgins just resents the fact that Robin allowed Magnum to even live on the estate to begin with. Um, so yeah, no, I want to, this is a, I mean, there's some lighthearted moments, but this is a pretty serious uh, episode. I think you know to be serious here for a moment. A good you know memorial to Roger Mosley because I, I again I did not do too deep a dive into it, but by all accounts he seemed like a really great like wholesome guy. Uh, not like that piece of shit Jim Michael Vincent. <laughs> so you know it, it's sad to see you know his life extinguished uh, from the world. Uh, so I think we can give him a little fitting tribute tonight recording this. Nice. He will live on eternally. 
through this episode. To the Golden Globus <laughs> Theater. <laughs> and the 160 some odd episodes and of Night FBI. You yeah. and I will always remember him as Goldie's brother who tried to say Goldie straight in my favorite black exploitation movie, The Mac. Uh, so, the Mac yeah. just turned 50, year old, uh, 50 years old. Just like last week. And we just lost uh, uh, Max Julian, The Mac, earlier yeah. this year. Wow. Wow. It's really crazy. Life just. We really are the angels by. of death. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so, I think he did die when we did the movie. It was a little bit earlier. So, Tom Selleck, your life is about to be reverse mortgage. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it now. God, if that happens. <laughs> oh, no. Don't kill Magnum. Uh, all righty, everybody. We're getting into it, and we're getting to see just the episode what Thicker Than Blood. Yeah. What is Thicker Than Blood? Pudding. Pudding. <laughs> Chia blood seed pudding. pudding. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you. There we go. Got it all. <laughs> okay. But we're getting to see TC's chops as he flies his chopper. Come on. I had to land that joke. I had right. to hit on yeah. it. It was so good. Did if you, only, though? Did you if land only it? your audio would have cut out for that. Maybe it did. Maybe, Maybe. it did. <laughs> yes. He's on, He's in the middle of the night. He's, 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 we're, we're just thrown right into it. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. Just hot helicopter action. His helicopter is beautiful. It's got that 70s uh, yeah. styling, the brown, the yellow, and, like, orange. Ugly as shit, but I love it. And he's running low on fuel. He's got, he's got to meet up with his freighter. And he's got to get home, like, before a sunup. Right. I was confused by this, because how did he end up running? I didn't, I didn't get this. I thought he was bringing them something. And then it just so happened. Like, how does how does this all fucking come together? He's got to pick somebody up on this freighter. Okay, so he wasn't just going for gas. He was also there. No, to he pick needed somebody. gas because he was running low. That's, right. That's where but the was he here comes to pick from. something up? Or was yes. He, okay. Yeah, did you watch this episode? <laughs> well, he picks up the person from the freighter. He supposedly needs to stop to get gas at. No, 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 no. They just he needs <laughs> both. He needs he, gas he's to get home. Flying at the absolute range of the helicopter, so he knew going into it that he he would have to be refueled on the ship. Okay, uh, so that's what he's doing. He he's basically you know he does not have enough fuel because the ship is so far out into the ocean that he knew he would have to get there, land on the ship, get refueled in order to make it back. Uh, to the island yeah before but dawn he's, because he's, yeah yeah it's hard to fly they, the they, they're, they're, what he's doing is illegal oh he's so they had to get in before the coast guard can catch him oh that's okay. all point so he lands yeah and he's like fuel me up and they're like well sorry all we got is the hand pump he's like what that's gonna take at least a half an hour to an hour like hey right. sorry that's all we got you know? right yeah he, he's in a rush he's got to beat He's got to beat the crack of dawn. It's not looking good. And then he's going down. I think he meets up with, like, the captain and everything. He meets up with the captain and some shady French guy. Oh, You know so he's shady because he's French. Well, yeah, he's French. And they're acting kind of weird. And he's like, I want to see Joey. And we're like, who the fuck is Joey? I mean, uh, Griff and I, this is our second episode. If there's any, one good thing about Griff fucking up our first episode, we got to watch another episode That's right. of Magnum P.I. So even we're like, Joey, is this like a regular, a regular character? Yeah. We don't know. So he goes down to like cabins. Right. Meets up with Joey. Who's He's just like curled up in a, in a ball in the corner on his bed. 
and he turns over when TC enters, and he immediately starts pulling his sleeves up. And TC is immediately annoyed by this guy. Like, he's pissed off he has to do this. Right. So we're like, okay, what's going on with this guy? And he's like, see, 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 no more track marks. These are just old track marks. And we're like, okay, guy's on drugs. We get that. So now we understand why TC is, like, upset. He's probably this friend of his that's constantly getting into trouble, which turns out it is. I'm guessing we've all done the trick. Where you're suspicious of your friend being on drugs, so you light a match and hold it up through their eyeball. <laughs> yes. Check the pupil dilation. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that. You've done that, Jack, haven't you? That's why I keep a you know a little thing of matches in my pocket all the time, and I just randomly do that to coworkers. I just call them over and I you know pull out my little book of matches, I light it, and I wave it in front of their eyes, and they say, "What are you doing?" And I just go. Just okay. blow out the match in their face, let the smoke <laughs> yeah. hit them. Yeah, don't worry about smoke. it. Don't worry about it. So Joey's an old Vietnam buddy. He, according to him, is clean. He hasn't done it in like six months. They're always clean. And TC's like, he, he, like you can tell, like TC, he feels like he's obligated to this guy for some reason. We don't know yet why yet, right. because he's kind of irritated by Joey. Very. So he's like, get your fucking ass in the helicopter. We got to get out of here. We need to get back before dawn or the Coast Guard's going to be on our ass. Yeah. And this is where we get to see our sneaky captain, that French piece of baguette, just looking over all the charts and everything. They're just like, hmm, yes, let's go ahead and mark off an SOS right over here. Yeah, because they're like, the, with the amount of gas we gave him, the only place he could, island he could stop is Oahu. So we know where he's going to land. So then when that happens, we'll send out a little distress signal to the Coast Guard. All right. And now we're up in the bird, and we're getting a lot of info about Joey. He's offering up everything he's ever done for drugs ever. And (laughs) my God, this guy has gone through the ringer. He's like, yes, I've sucked a man's toes for for heroin. Yeah. Shrimps for cash. Shrimps for drugs. (laughs) Shrimping for days. And TC, as a, a respectable person, is like, I don't want to hear any of that. Shut up. I'm just going to drive. I'm going to take you to Oahu, and then we're done. I don't ever want to see your grimy little toe-sucking ass again. Right. And then Joey, because his only defense mechanism, the only way he can keep people around him, is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll just jump out of the plane right now and commit suicide in the ocean. And so now TC is like, don't go that far. Just fuck. God damn. Like, you can't even verbally backhand this guy because he just turns into a whimpering little turd. Yeah, and, we, and he's such a little wimp. He's like, I'd rather die than go to jail because this guy ain't going to survive jail. Come on, look yeah, at this guy. This is the perfect episode to show up TC, though, because it's just, he's he's doing a really good job in here with Joey. Yeah, it, it, I, they do such a good job, and kudos to the actor, of making Joey just immediately unlikable. Like, you hate him. Yeah. And you oh, can yeah. tell TC doesn't like him either, but it's just this heavy sense of obligation he's got. It's like, Joey, I would kill you myself, but you saved my life. So yeah. instead, I think he's like, we're doing this one thing, and you were done. And you would never get in touch with me again. No more favors. Stay out of my life forever. I mean, we see that in the relationship between Rick and TC as well. So, of course, it. <laughs> it has to extend just their 
So now we cut to the Coast Guard on, on Oahu, and they're like, we're getting this distress call, we need, and which, which just so happens to coincide with where TC is at at the moment. Right. Very strange. So they send out a plane, a search plane, search and rescue plane. We get a nice commercial break right here as TC realizes, oh, shit, we got to dodge these birds. Back from commercial. We see that rescue plane. They spot our boys TC. And they're like, hey, don't, and like, Joey's freaking, like, oh my God, I gotta, he's ready to jump out of the fucking chopper. And yep. TC's like, chill, man, they might not be looking for us. What are you, what's your problem? TC is piloting with one hand and silencing Joey with the other one to keep him from, you know, just throwing his weight around and probably offsetting the weight of the, the helicopter. Yeah, the whirly that's bird. A, that's yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. You can't move around too much in a helicopter. Yeah, you need ballast in your, your right. choppers. Like, you have to breathe carefully, too, I hear. Right. Yeah. And he's like, look, man, I'm going to get you on this fucking island come hell or high water. Just chill the fuck out. So, and and he and then they they send out a, a Coast Guard a chopper to follow them. And he's like, don't worry, I'll do my evasive maneuvers. I was in Nam. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, we get to hear later that his evasive maneuver, nobody should be able to survive that. The way he was dipping and diving, cutting the engine, turning it back on, fantastic. And he gets him to land, and he drops, he's like, get the fuck, he just drops him off, like, I don't know how big Oahu is, but if you just drop him off in the middle of the jungle, he might be signing his death sentence, yeah. you know? Are they near off a road or a city? We it don't did, know. It didn't seem like Joey had to go very far to find, like, a car to get Well, a yeah, but he, we don't know, you know? Yeah. So he, he drops him off, and then he's ready to take off. And then the fucking Red Dawn fucking chopper is, like, waiting for uh, TC. Yeah. It's in my notes as large helicopter. Can you help us out with this helicopter? <laughs> it's a Marine Cobra gunship, yeah. Oh. Well, because the Coast Guard says that they're going to... You know, they're, they're going to call in, like, a chase plane or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, we need to, uh, you know, spin up the boys at the Marine Corps base or whatever. So they call oh. in a Marine gunship to intercept TC's helicopter. Right. They said it might be a person of color. We should probably get the <laughs> Marines involved. Make sure it's to say I'm standing my ground and then open fire. And then rocket <laughs> everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> So, look, we've been enjoying our time with TC, but the, the show's called Magnum P.I. Where it, is Magnum? Oh, my God. Well, he just got done boning a lady. This Apparently. is some of the best, just just sort of nonsensical to the plot Magnum content this next, like, five minutes with the tentacle. Yeah, I, I really liked it. it was I liked cool. that they did the little... Uh, Bullet wound scars on his his chest. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they oh. were they're, they're playing they up right that Vietnam him. thing. Yeah, and he's waking up and he he not, he doesn't get a dear John dear Magnum letter. He gets a dear Magnum audio tape. Multiple. Yes, there's a little Walkman there. Yeah, multiple recorders even from how I understood it. Right, and we see it's from one of his loves, many loves, Sarah. What was Sarah's job? What was she? I forget. A reporter. He's like a literary agent. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you, being a writer, you've had many, many nights with literary agents just fly <laughs> into your home and you just, you know, leave you. <laughs> a video Look, I, I, I had to keep an entire separate calendar just to schedule those sorts of things. <laughs> Right. It happens, people. I'm in demand. What can I say? Yeah. I, I did like that he went through like their whole relationship. You know, Sarah just shows up. 
there with the big old smile on her face. I welcome her in. We do the deed. Perfect relationship, by the way. Next day, she's Leaves. she's gone. Gives me a smoothie recipe, and then she's gone. But uh, we we see in this episode. I'm pretty sure Magnum's like, you know, today I really wanted to wake up and see her there. And then you just see this fog billow <laughs> just at the ankles of Magnum. We're like, Magnum, no, don't. You're our <laughs> surrogate. The fog. I know. It's like you. We live through you, Magnum. We don't want to see you get trapped in the fog. A mustache that strong. But don't worry, guys, think. because we never go back to the storyline at all. There's never any wrap up on it. It's just like a cool, fun five minute little like. Here's a little Magnum for you before we get back into like the right. story. Right. That's cool. I really like it. And that. she's kind enough to leave him a recipe for a nice smoothie that's going to help his his uh you know energy levels. I- I kind of want, yeah. After I think she specifically says, "After last night, he mm. needs his strength Ooh, back." She like drained that. him. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to, even though I'm sure it's friggin' hideous, but I kind of want to just like watch the scene really carefully, do a lot of like freeze frames, figure out what the recipe is, and just make it. All right. Hey, what? Rick liked it. I remember <laughs> two eggs. <laughs> But Rick also he's into shrimping, so he, and he likes dirty <laughs> feet. Rick dirty sweaty would be Rick would be oh. giving and receiving the shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> you Horrible. can tell he's got some That's weird like a... fetishes. Not like leather chains kind of fetishes. Not like hot, you know, like latex <laughs> fetishes. No, Rick is into like the really weird, like kind of embarrassing. Like I can imagine there's Alchem powder somewhere. Or Are you in getting into diaper? Form? Like yes. he's in the baby. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. What's I it called? It. Infantilized. Infantilized. Yeah, okay. He likes yeah. that. Yeah. Like yeah. Diaper changing. You're right. Oh, Rick, that's rough. Rick's a creep. I remember. <laughs> I, I I remember two eggs. It looked like he poured coffee into it. It, it looked like he flat poured... beer. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it looked like he poured And then it came out looking like predator it. blood. It was it, like, <laughs> I think there was some sort of like Tabasco. Yes, he had Tabasco. Yes. Tabasco, yeah. yeah. A couple drops. Yeah. Yeah. Tabasco. Because he's putting it into a uh, a cocktail jigger to measure it. I remember. Yeah, that's right, yeah. We're almost there. I don't know how this came out blue and not kind of <laughs> thick because of some of the ingredients that went in there. But yeah. You got to get the strength. That is definitely a strength-giving drink. Yeah, and just he's about to take a sip, Rick shows up, and he's like, Meg, TC got arrested. And like, what? He's like, yeah, we got to go see what's going on. And so Magnum, of course, is like, I got to go put on my shorter shorts. Yeah, right. I got to change out of these short shorts, put on some shorter <laughs> shorts. Yeah, these are my sleeping shorts. I got to put in my action shorts, <laughs> right. the ones I can tuck my shirt into. Right. Um, and we see Rick go over. He, he first he fingers the dread. Yeah, this shows what a creepy. Yeah, because yeah. who knows what's under that fingernail? Talcum right. powder from the night before. Who yeah. knows? And yeah, he's <laughs> dipping his fingers in it, and then he just starts swigging on it. And it had a frothy top to it too. I guess that was the yeah, egg. It did. <laughs> and he makes this like kind of grotesque pleasure noise as he's chugging this stuff which well Rick's drink Griff is drinking urine okay so he's into some weird yeah, shit I, I he's think, had a woman squat over him and piss in his face I think we've got Sick. Rick pegged yeah he, he's been pegged okay <laughs> no, I'm saying he he's definitely gets pleasure out of some weird stuff 
So we now we cut to what's Joey been up to? Oh, just shooting up smack in the middle of the jungle. This lying piece of shit. He hasn't been clean. Motherfucker. It took him five minutes. He got off the plane for five <laughs> minutes. He's running through the jungle, listening to Creedence Clearwaters run through the jungle, and he's already pulling Not Bungle out. in the Jungle by uh, Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. Well, he's definitely not having sex. Not Jungle Love by uh, Morris Day in the Time. <laughs> <laughs> Not welcome to the jungle by <laughs> Guns N' Roses. Sex. <laughs> I don't know if that's about having sex. But, welcome to yeah. the jungle. We got fun and games. Well, the fun and games could be drugs. Okay. Well, that's what he's doing. And, okay. And then we cut to a commercial break. So we, we realize he is a piece of shit, and TC should not have risked his, his, his freedom. I guess him. what the show is trying to tell us is TC should not have stuck his knuck out. Snuck? His knuck. <laughs> Jesus. His neck or his knuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Magnum and Rick, they hop into the old Robin Mobile, the uh, the Ferrari, and they arrive at the uh, wherever the Coast Guard is. Yeah, and we see TC being ushered out in in manacles. They don't need that. But... Is it just me or is TC looking buff as shit right here? Well, right, and they they're feeling tight. Oh, yeah. So they're like, "What's going on?" And see, this is the beauty of this show. Griffin, I've only seen two episodes, but I already know. That TC is just full of shit when he says this. He's like, fuck you guys. I want nothing. We're like, these guys are a band of brothers. There's no way. It's that eye acting. He's, right. he's verbally spitting. You're, you're thinking he's talking to Joey again, you know, with just yeah. how, how much uh, anger is coming out of him. But you look right. at those eyes, and they're soft as soft boiled Because he's like, I don't want my bros getting involved with this at all. This was my own dumb mistake. Right. And they're like, of course, they're like, we're, we're going to fuck. Dude, nah, no. We saved each other's life so many times. There's no way we're gonna we're let let this let you go to jail. Now, is this the, the the first time they've ever had to do this? The only time they've ever had to do this, or is TC every once in a while get hot at Rick and Magnum? Oh, I mean, they yell at each other constantly. I mean, that's actually one of the best dynamics of the show. Is that Magnum? For those of you listening at home, uh, is a bum. <laughs> he uh gets TC and Rick to do him favors constantly. It's the running gag of the entire series. Yeah. Is that he's he's bumming a place to stay off of Robin Masters. He bums favors off of Higgins. He bums transportation from TC and his helicopter all the time. He gets Rick to use all his CD underworld uh contacts to find out stuff. So he's just constantly mooching off of his buddies. Yeah. And they're, they're always talking about how he doesn't return any favors to them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, they're always just yelling at each other. So, but it, you know, as it's good friends all do. done yeah. as good friends. So you're right. I mean, this is only like the sixth or seventh episode, I think. We're not very far along into the first season. But you, you're like, yeah, something's immediately wrong. Like, there's no way he would actually be yelling at these guys, you know, it, it, as mean as he is. And you see, yeah, Magnum and Rick are just like, this doesn't compute. This doesn't add up. Like, right. what is happening? TC I, would never do this without a really, really good reason. Just like that dash of Tabasco in his morning drink, you know, he just adds a little <laughs> bit of that true cut you to the core kind of vigor bringing up the fact that you know he's bumming off everybody and every that 
That's good. He knows how to do it. So they haul TC away. Rick and Meg, they go into the building to talk to the Coast Guard, like, what's going on? Find out the deeds. And they get they get the info, like, yeah, there was this distress call sent off from this freighter. And we went out. We found nothing. We didn't even find debris. And, like, Meg was like, maybe there wasn't a ship. Maybe this is some kind of setup. Right. And this is the Coast Guard is telling him, like, TC was out there. He he was doing all the sweet moves and everything. I've never seen anything like it. Did he go to the top helicopter gun school? I don't know what the top gun equivalent of helicopters top is. Chop. Top chop. Fucking Christ. Or how about chop gun? Chop gun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chop gun? Okay. Let's go with chop, chop gun. gun. yes. I'm claiming that as a title for an all-star now. Oh, that, that would be a great title for a Spartan squad. Thing. That, oh, I like that. I hear the notes. I hear them writing it down. <laughs> I hear the ruffling. So, yeah, so they're like, okay, because of course Magnum's like, yeah, there's obviously, maybe there wasn't a ship. Maybe, you know, something yeah. funny is going on. Yeah, you got, we got an SOS for the ship. We went out, looked for it. He's like, did you look under the water? <laughs> Magnum, always adding something, you know. He's... I was in Navy intelligence, okay, yeah. <laughs> under the water, and they're like, "Yeah, we even looked up six feet under. We didn't see Here's anything. The thing. We looked under it too, right? Under the so sea. he's like, "Hmm." Cut to Joey. He he finally found a road out in that jungle, and he hitches a ride with a nice Hawaiian dude, and he's just like, "Man." A lot before of the, the hollows here. Before all the, the hunkies came to this, this was a beautiful land. We could just fish wherever we wanted to, and they just ruined it. Now we've got this Now new, we got Ginty here. And, we got this new drug called Ice, and there's this guy with this crazy mop of hair calling himself Dog, running around, busting I, people up. Was Dog on Hawaii? Was he from Hawaii? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was Hawaii. We got crazy fucking step families with... <laughs> with with cursed and uh, tiki's. Oh my god! Yeah. Got Vincent Price showing up. It's crazy. It's crazy here now. Damn white people. And then Joey was originally, I think, going to go to the airport or something. And then he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay here. Can you just drive me into town? He's like, sure, man. I, I enjoy the company. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So now, hey, was is was Mac involved with Vietnam with them? Because this is a character we've seen twice so far. In yeah, the episodes we've done. You know what? I don't know if Mac is a Vietnam guy because I think actually in here he talks about being a naval intelligence, but he's not like operations. You know, like he was never like a jungle guy. I think he was purely like an analyst kind of fellow. So I don't know. He may or may not have been in Vietnam. I'd have to go back and look, but he was definitely not like a combat guy. So yeah, I Mac. like him. Because in the two episodes we've seen, he's the one guy who's like on to Ma- uh, Magnum and is like, fuck that guy. He's always <laughs> asking for bullshit. So I do. I, I think Mac's cool to have in there is like the one guy who's willing to say no. Because he's the one guy that's never allowed to hang out with Rick. Mac that's got to be it. Yeah, he's yeah, no, he yeah. knows all about the fuck pad that Magnum's staying at and the women who just come and go and wait at the door for him. And he thinks that maybe he could sneak up one day and say, oh, are you waiting for Magnum? I'm kind of his best friend. Yeah, that's my... He's trying to get shrapnel in. This is not even happening. That's so. my... Shrapnel. I didn't even know that was what it's called. That's, yeah. the, that's the side action of Magnum. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. We learned so much on the show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point of this episode. It's, it's I'm, educational. I'm working on getting us into some kind of curriculum at the colleges. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I told you, FBI's been studying these episodes. Well, yeah. So, yeah, so... 
he's chatting up some uh, some a, a nice, lovely young lady, shitting on the Marines. You know, the Marines, they don't know shit. And then she just leans back, and her Marine boyfriend is right next to him. He's like, motherfucker. He's like, oh, I'll buy a drink for both of you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and as he's doing that, Magnum pops in. He's like, "Um, I'll take uh, scotch on, on, put on his tab, put it on his tab." And he's like, "Mac, I, I, I need some help, man." And he's like, "What is it now, Magnum?" <laughs> yeah, yet another guy that Magnum just mooches off of constantly and does almost nothing in return. <laughs> yeah. Right, and he's gonna get. He could get like the student deep shit. He's like, "Yeah, you can get you can get to some satellite photos for me, can't Don't, you?" D- how he <laughs> yeah. did it. This was beautiful because, okay, two episodes we've seen, both time Matt gets tricked into doing something this way where you just be like, wait, because Magnum's move in this episode was, you spot any hot girls with that satellite camera lately? Maybe down on such and such beach? And he's like, oh, I got to tell you about this one. Hey! (laughs) It's so good. I love it. And he's like, come on, Mac, I need, he, I got these cord. I just need to see the name of this freighter, the Evelyn Lee, I think it was called. And you could see that Mac's kind of like, well, maybe. And then Magnum just moves the goalpost further. And fr- yeah, just like this one small area, actually within like a 200 mile radius, actually under the water, actually. But he's like, within this like five hour time frame yeah right but only freighters and tankers i'm not like i'm not i don't want any military stuff i don't want to know about that we're, we're, you know, yeah. i don't want to get you in trouble yeah exactly. just some freighters i think Griff and, called it mac is definitely like the, the sort of the the nerd on the periphery of the social circle who yeah. he doesn't want to lose his job or anything he's not a risk taker but he so badly wants to be in the Magnum Rick TC inner circle. He mm-hmm. wants to help Magnum because his job, he's just a boring computer geek. You know, this is like 1980, but he's like a guy who's a computer geek for the Navy. Right. He wants the action. He wants the ladies, you know, he wants the thrills, but he's just, he, he can't, you know, break the rules, but he, uh, maybe he can bend them for Magnum. <laughs> he wants to hang out sometime, right? And then Mac's right. like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll hang out sometime. Don't worry about it, Mac. Then... I have to imagine, instead of having, like, the typical ladies pickup book, that Mac actually has, like, how to pick up a best friend book. How to pick up that cool <laughs> How to guy. be the best wingman. How to be the best wingman. But, you know what? Like, you can't, you can't stop magnum's charms you can't you just have to give in you have to go with it and he right. does and we do this just through a transition yeah we, it, it was very confusing yeah because it was like next thing you know we see higgins developing film yeah so we're like okay I mean, it, we got only got like 44 exactly. minutes so let's just you know. get right to it this is like the science and uh like dumb movies like face off just broadly brush over it you don't have to get into details higgins such a cack tease he's developing this film and he's like all right let me see it Oh, I'm not going to let you see the film. I just developed it for you. And he's like, <laughs> Higgins, first of all, what is up with Higgins? We, I, we talked about it on the last episode. Higgins' choice of clothing. <laughs> he's got shorts that go up to his nipples. And then they go down to his knees. And then he has knee socks. There's literally just his knees visible. That's just all the you see. Maybe that's Higgins' cat. thing. He just likes With this sort of like tropical military. I mean, he's 
He's like a 60-year-old guy who still dresses like he's, you know, a desert rat in World War II. That's basically what he's wearing. It's almost like a British desert uniform. But he's and, Higgins is so cool. Like, in episodes like this, or uh, episode Thank Heavens for Little Girls, which involves an art theft, uh, you, you learn that Higgins... It has this like vast wealth of skill and knowledge that he pulls out. He's an expert wine connoisseur. He knows, you know, like Chinese vase construction techniques. He's Damn. he develops film. You know, he's he could he can spot like an art forgery within like a handful of seconds. You know, it's just it is amazing guy who runs around in this dorky little outfit, uh, being the major domo of some millionaire playboy novelist's hmm. tropical villa. It's, again, might... it's absurd. It's completely nonsensical. It's a total fantasy, but you just love it because of how absurd it is. I think that might be one of my favorite bases for a TV show. Like MacGyver's is just. I get around. Like, that's the whole basis of MacGyver. But this, yeah, I, I just get to crash in this mansion for free. It's no big deal. Right. He sends women to my house. He films me. It was but a I'm simpler okay time. We didn't need these season-long storylines. It's like, get it done. I, one and done. Let's move on. Sandman TV show. Quick sidebar. Any interest in watching that? No. No? And you I, didn't like the graphic novel? No, so. I did like the oh, graphic you did? Okay. novel, but I just don't care. Okay. I'm just... Curious I'm dead if, inside now, so I don't care about anything. Anymore. I'm just curious if they're going to do it like episode by episode. Or I heard it was boring. Oh, unlike Magnum PI, that's right. Because we just cut the fat out, we go right to that meat of the matter. So yeah, so Higgins is like, I could tell you the I oh ooh, that, that's the name of this freighter. I could tell it to you, but I'm not. Yeah, and and Magnum is pissed. Like, look. Man, he put he did a look, man. He did do a look, man. This is for a friend, all right. This isn't about me, all right. I need to know this. A friend was going to go to jail. I will give you whatever the fuck you want me out of this fucking room, this house. I'll do it because this is TC matters that much to me. And Higgins, like, he kind of respects that, you know. Actually, I'll, he uh, to clarify, he does not tell him anything about TC. All he tells him is it's very, very important that he get the name of the freighter and that he's willing to leave the estate for it. That's all he says. So Higgins has no idea the purpose. He just kind of thinks it's for a case and that it's absurd that Magnum is this insistent on it. Right. And that's when he really busts Magnum's balls and, and Magnum says, well, why won't you do it? And he's like, well, because I don't like... You, the way you live. I don't like the company you keep. I don't like you basically taking advantage of Robin Masters. So if you want this information, uh, it's going to cost you very dearly. Um, and tying his shoe, taking that sock off. <laughs> and it takes him a long time to get a sock <laughs> <Yeah>. off. Because <laughs> they're long socks. Can, can you help me get my socks off? I don't have my sock grabber. Yeah, like you got the like the pressure socks or whatever for the old people. And he's just wiggling his toes in front of oh. Magnum's face. And then oh, we he cut has the toe commercial. socks too. We somehow. Cut the commercial. <laughs> 
<laughs> just just as the big toe starts tickling the mustache. <laughs> oh, I, I will point out that it is interesting Magnum doesn't bring up TC's name because just like with Joey, TC's not willing to bring up Joey's name. He's not. He's right. just, I'm doing this. They're not snitches, dude. Yeah, they're very cool. So in the commercial break, we get. I guess he sucks some toes. We got the info. So he heads to the docks where the, I think it was called the Evelyn Lee was the name of the ship. It, it was a freighter bringing rice from like, like I don't know where, like Thailand or something. Thailand. And being the master of the skies, Magnum yes. is, he's like, I got to go undercover as a longshoreman. What does a longshoreman look like? Hmm, well, let me take off my Hawaiian shirt. I got my tank top. You know what? Headband. This is good. Headband. This so he just pulls good. a bandana out, ties it around his fucking head. Longshoreman. He, he, and everyone accepts him. Like, hey, man, hey, fellow he, longshoreman, come on. He is ready to be an extra in a Bruce Springsteen music video. Yes. He looks perfect. He's got the blue jean. He's got the roughed up Reeboks. He's got the goddamn headband. He was See, no longshoreman would wear jeans that tight, though. Let's be honest. Oh, well. You're not doing a hard day's work on the docks in Hawaii right. wearing jeans that time. And I think you'd be wearing work boots, not fresh white Reeboks that <laughs> Magnum's wearing. Hey, just in case a couple ladies come by the wharf looking for some trouble, you know, yeah. you got to be the one who stands out. And Magnum, he's he's kind of joking it up. He's fucking some shit up with and spilling it shit. Was a, it was a silly little montage. Yeah. They have the forklift with all the um, pallets on it, and he knocks it over, and yeah. then he does like a whoops. And being Magnum, he put in a full 15 minutes of work, and he's like, this is getting old really quick. I got to get <laughs> <laughs> I think I put my time in. Oh, uh, guys, I had a bad Vinny's. I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> yeah. So he sneaks on to the freighter. Yeah. And he mentions, he's like, I know my way around a, a ship. Well, um, a military ship. I have no idea where I'm going in this freighter. So he just wanders around. Yeah, I'm keeping it kind of light. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's good. It's working for me. Guy catches him. He's like, hey, I just got to take a shit, man. You fucking longshoreman take shits on, out there. Yeah. In over, the water, in over, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Hang your ass over. We remember what you guys did to our bathroom the last time. You wrecked it. No. Yeah. And he's like, okay, and then he just wanders off, and then just stumbles stumbles onto a door that says Captain's, like, you know, uh, room. I've never been on a freighter before, so as far right. as I know, that's exactly where the captain's uh, right. well, says chambers captain. are. Right yeah. And we, as we learned in, I think, the, the other episode we did, he's a master lockpicker. Oh. Did so we learn that? I think he did. I think mm-hmm. he... Yeah. Oh, he did. Is that a? He, he broke in the wine cellar, remember? Oh, that's right. He broke yeah. in the wine cellar. Yeah. Huh. So, Does he have a, have any other thief-like uh, traits that we should know about, Jack? Uh, he steals women's hearts. Oh, there okay. Go. There we go. With a twinkle in his eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a and wiggle a... of the staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you said that as I was touching my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> He's been caressing it the whole episode. Oh, it's appropriate. Right, yeah. So he goes in, he looks in the captain's log, and I, oh, I, is this for real? Like, like if somebody dies, like, in the, like on, on a freighter, they just, like, throw the body in the water, <laughs> like, burial by sea? Because that's what he, 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 like, we get some narration where he explains that. He's like, I noticed a, a name. That ha- like it happened a few days ago, Joey, whatever the fuck Joey's name was. Well, you know, it, it's again, I do not know how these things get handled, but if you think about it, 
I mean, this is a ship that could be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and someone dies on the ship and maybe that guy and that guy could be anywhere from anywhere on the planet. They might not have any idea where this person would want to be buried. And you're on a ship. So what are you going to do? Like stick this guy in like the frozen food locker and like a saran wrap or something. So, you know, it's a tradition as old as time. You, you yeah. what do you, you keep a body on the ship and sailors are super, very superstitious. So it's entirely possible that they do not want, oh. you know, some dead guy, is... you know, wrapped up in plastic in the meat locker of the ship for the this... next three weeks or however long it takes you to go yeah. on the Cape yeah, of Good yeah, Hope or whatever. Yeah, so. It's 1980. We're not whaling with Captain Ahab here. You know, <laughs> it's like nobody's got an albatross wrapped around their neck, too. You know, well, it's like, I think they would have traditional. I think <laughs> Maybe they could have like a preservation deprecation, deprecation tank that they put them in. And it kind of like when you know. catch fish, How you about put this? them in. Hang them off the side of the boat. Who knows? You can do that. You know? That that the Drag seagulls them. or the yeah. sharks. You'll, yeah. you'll summon sharks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but so, I, did, I did. I'm sorry. I did really like that. He's like, well, that guy died, and they threw him over the ship. Not too weird. Nothing strange yet. And then he, yeah, he goes, oh, Joey Rigatoni. There he is. <laughs> that was his name, Joey Rigatoni. Oh, we forgot to mention that before he went on the plane, he got a call from TC. TC knows like the number of every payphone in the area because he calls him on a payphone. I thought Rick called him. Yeah, Rick. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Rick called him. He's like, you have to believe TC pleaded guilty. He's out on <laughs> bail right now. Can, I don't know shit about the law. If you plead guilty, <laughs> do you get out on bail? I think you might. They can release you on your own recognizance, I guess. But oh, but what they did was I think they impounded his helicopter, kind yeah. of uh, like what would you call it, like bail collateral or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. so yeah, so now just he as he recognizes Joey Riccatoni, he's like, I've heard that name somewhere before. Yeah. Then the captain walks in with the fucking slimy French guy. He also saw the rubbed out um, charting map with the rubbed out SOS location. Yes. Next to some tapes of uh, Neville from Omega Man, and he listened to that for a little while, too. Okay. You just got to put a plug in there for our episode coming out. Yeah. That's well, right. no, because it, no, this episode's coming out after Omega oh. Man. Or is it? No, it's coming out before. You're coming right. Before. I'm so confused. We're, we, we're recording on a Wednesday. We record on Saturday, so I'm no, all... Our, our, our biological clock is off. Anyways, Captain. <laughs> so he's like... I, is this where I take a shit? Like, he's just going to cover himself. It's my first day. Yeah. <laughs> and That's then, true. And then he goes, hey, look over there. And then the Magnus just runs out the room and takes off. And he escapes. And this shows the brotherhood of the Longshoremen. If you spend at least 15 minutes with Longshoremen, they will fight for you. Yeah, they're like, hey, we know that guy. He's hilarious. Look at the headband. He's one of ours. <laughs> he's one of ours. So, it's mustaches versus beards. Right. And then... <laughs> And then to cover his tracks, the perfect disguise. Take the headband off, put the Hawaiian shirt back on. He's a totally different person. Blends in. Right. It's perfect. I loved it. I loved it. So now... We got some more backstory apparently going on here with TC because he's a football coach. I, that's what I thought he was. He's some kind of inspirational thing for kids. I, I, I don't think Jack know. can help us here. You know his relation to these kids, Jack? I think it is. It's like a troubled youth kind of thing or whatever, which 
It's a little awkward because they have TC do this on the show. I think he like coaches Little League, but it's like more than a Little League. These kids all look up to him as like a father figure. But then on the A-team, they also have the only black main character kind of do the same thing. B.A. also. Times throughout, he always is this sort of like a big brother figure to like troubled youth. I'm like, yeah, what, what is this saying about the 80s? It's a little well, there's odd. a lot of fatherless black children. I mean, hey, I grew up around them. I had no father. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a TC in my life. I was a kid. See, see. Things would have been so wholesome. Right. You wouldn't have this show, though. Right. So it's uh, my pain. It's your pleasure. So, so TC, I mean, usually he's cool, calm, he's, and quiet. These kids are used to having a father figure yell at them. <laughs> he just starts taking out all his aggression <laughs> on these kids. You damn kids. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm like, I'm like, somebody's going to rape me in jail. I'm going to get shivved. Uh, there's no way. I'm just like, Joey, I can't go to jail. You know, I'm how, too pretty. You know how good it feels to get your dick sucked in a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> it's a half mile club. <laughs> I I kind of feel like he's doing to the kids the same thing he tried doing to Magnum and Rick. Where like he's trying to to sort of break the connection with them by by being angry and making them angry at him. You know, like right. He, he he's he's like I I need to leave. I need to go on the run basically. But he he wants to sort of like drive the kids away so they don't yeah. feel so bad for him leaving. Right. It's just he can't, it well, he breaks can't... my heart seeing him do it too because you can tell he loves these kids like he loves being, you know, a mentor figure to them and it's killing him that he needs to leave. But, you know, so he's going to do it the only way he can, which is to to drive them away really and them. make them hate him <laughs> uh for for this instead of feeling sorry for him. Right, and he's he can't handle the fact that he's disappointed because these kids, their their fathers have disappointed them, so he can't yeah. handle the fact that he is disappointing them. So yeah, he's yeah. just driving them out. It's a hard moment, you know. Jeez. So the kids, he's like, "Get out of here!" And the kids take off. This when Magnum shows up, and he's just like, "Look, I'm not. You're not going to jail, dude. We're gonna fight this. But there's got to be a way." He's like, "No, I'm just. I'm just gonna go to. I'm. I'm gonna. You're damn right. I'm not going to jail. I'm gonna. I'm getting the fuck out of here." He's right. like, "No, you're not. All right, we're gonna do this the right way." Right. You fessed up. You. You know. You. You pleaded guilty and everything. You got to do the time. You paid the crime. You did the time. Wait, what? You did the crime. You paid the time. <laughs> Right, he's and I, he's like, no, I'm. He's like, look, if we got to fight, if we got to get this out with fisticuffs. I'll do it. And he's like, I guess we're gonna have to do it. And then they get into a fight. It's, it's they're rolling around, they're fighting off <laughs> yeah. the camera and oh, everything. God. I love this fight so much, especially oh, yeah. when Rick shows up, yes. because it's just like three or four minutes of them just abusing each other and the space they're in like there yes they, oh there's a table over there i'm gonna throw you on top of the table oh there's a big standing storage locker uh, i'm gonna slam you into that just just knocking each other around the set with rick who's i mean definitely the smallest of the three by a wide margin he's trying to drag these two big guys off of each other and then you know one of them elbows him and he goes staggering away and then they go crash and roll over something else and it's just oh my god when i rewatched this last night i was just 
laughing myself <laughs> it's still just, but it, it's like a friend fight though because they're not really yeah, kicking the shit yeah. out of each other you know there's no, no nobody's no biting someone's ear off yeah. nobody's kicking someone in the dick they're not turning the handsaws on and chopping each other right. off or anything you know <laughs> it has got full mud show it's two respectful bros fighting each and other while it's going on the phone rings so rick's the only one who's not engaged <laughs> in anything so he's like hello and he's like hey Hey guys, can you break it up for a second? It's it's for TC, and they're like they, they they break it up. Yeah, TC just like looks up and goes, "Yeah, I do have to answer the phone, so I'm honor bound to answer." It's part the of phone. my job, yeah. still. You know? the best part is they just stop. They're like, "Well, yeah," and Rick's just like, "No, no, the phone, the phone's for TC," and they're like, "All right, all right, all right." That's how you know they're like real brothers, because that's how fights with a brother really is. It's exactly. Like, you're you're not looking good. to hurt each other. You're just looking to exhaust the other one first. Yeah, it kind of is they that way. On goal, they're like, no, 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 I'm done. And then you're like, see, I won. Fuck you. Right. So, yeah, it's a you're right. It's a brother fight. I mean, no one's trying to put anyone in the hospital. It's just you, yeah. you're trying to get the other guy to submit. And then mom walks home with pizza and... The fight's over because we were just hungry. Right. And lo and behold, it's Joey on the line. And he's just like, he's he's ripping wallpaper off some flophouse wall. <laughs> Amazing. And he's like, I, I need TC. I need your help. I'm at this flophouse. And they're like, oh, my God, fucking Joey. I thought he was going to go to the airport and get the fuck out of here. Well, unfortunately, their vehicle, their normal three-bro vehicle wasn't there. Right. So they all have to pile into the Ferrari. And thankfully, like we said, Rick is a tiny little man, so he goes in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they just, does it have a trunk? Just throw him in the trunk. Be like, it's, it's Rick. Who cares? <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> I, was the, I was the youngest in my family. So this is the back in the day when we, it was... Most cars were two car, you know, two door yeah, cars. Yeah. I always had to sit in the fucking middle. The middle is the worst because you had that hump in the middle where you yeah. got your oh, feet yeah. up. Yeah, hated that. that so yeah, bad. I felt for Rick in this scene. That was bad. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Rick. So they arrive at the flop house. I mean, Magnum knows where every flop house in Hawaii right. is because he's probably stayed in half of them. Right. Um, and they rush right in and they spot Joey, and clearly he's fucking wasted. You know, yeah. TC got to see him before when he only looked like he was strung out more kind of recently, but now he's completely fucked. Yeah, and they do a scene. I th- I thought they were going for this, but they didn't. Where Rick puts his feet up on the uh, bed rail. I thought he was going to take his shoes. Because remember in the beginning, he showed that he had old track marks. I oh, thought, because you know how heroin guys will go between their toes, yeah. they'll inject. Ah. I thought he was going to check for that, but they didn't go that far. It's maybe, maybe 1980s TV couldn't handle yeah, that. Yeah, they might not have been able to handle it. And so, of course, you know, TC, he was clean two days ago. Gets out the matches. Guys, check this out. <laughs> Holds the match up. And the he, match test. He can't do it anymore. His eyes are going all crazy. They're white like Omega yeah, Man. Yeah, he's like, what is the markings? The markings is the heroin. And then Magnum's just going through his George Griff style. I do kind of relate a lot to Magnum. I'm, fl- I'm staying in right. a flop house. So I do often rip. <laughs> I got, a, oh got a mustache. You are. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You are Magnum. I'm a, I just Griff, gotta go get... Do you have a supply of Hawaiian shirts by any chance? Oh, no. I have oh, a yeah. little. Uh, I, uh, I don't I yet, think you need but... to lean into this purpose in life. 
I you gotta do have a cut off pairs. five inches off those shorts. <laughs> I do have some shorter shorts, but these these are my night shorts. Coast so shorts. he fights a gigantic bag of heroin. It's fucking like three pounds. You of think heroin. Joey would have OD'd already? Right. You think when he's not shooting it up, he's just shoving it into his nose or is eating it or something. And then he mentions the name Renard. Now, people, not only am I fluent in French kissing, I'm also fluent <laughs> in French speaking. And the word Renard is fox in French. Mm-hmm. And that guy is a very sly character. Interesting. So there's a little word play going on here. So they're like, this Renard, we got to find this guy. Maybe this will he'll clue us into all this, the issues we're going through. Right. And they're still trying to figure out who's going through all this trouble the, the fuck with for, Joey. Yeah, this loser. Yeah. Pathetic-ass Joey. And I, I... I think this is where also TC reveals, like, he saved... Or was it the fight where he's just like, he revealed it, that Joey, who's a fucking scumbag coward, nutted up one time in Vietnam and no, saved... They, they all knew it. They all knew okay. it. Okay. Um, but but basically, that's why he's doing it. He you know he admits it that he Joey saved his life, and the idea that Joey should have never been in Vietnam in the first place. That like right. he was not the kind of of character that would do it. And I think Magnum says, if I remember correctly, like yeah, he you know used up all his courage in that one act to drag TC out of the burning up. Uh, Oh. Apache, or not Apache, the Cobra gunship that he was flying. Um, and, and so, yeah, uh, Joey wound up going AWOL. He, he ran away from the military. And that that's the whole idea, is that TC thinks he's smuggling him back into, him, into the States. Um, so he's not going to have to clear customs or any of this sort of stuff, so the military will have a harder time catching on to the fact that he is a deserter. Oh. Yeah, because Joey was hiding out in Thailand, which is probably where he got where he got his heroin addiction. So. Right, Thailand full of heroin. So they're like, "Well, yeah, Joey's a loser." So it, he, he, they can't, nobody's doing a plot for him. Could it be your your chopper? Did they they mess with your chopper while you were on that freighter? And TC just looks into the camera and nods a little bit, and <laughs> we zoom back out, and we're at a helicopter auction. Right. And we see a familiar face bidding on said helicopter. And he wins it. And so they're, it's, it's uh, who was it? It wasn't Renard, and it wasn't the captain. I didn't recognize guy. who it was. They recognized. Yeah. They ended up getting a ride there with, like, the Coast Guard guy or something. So they're all just, like, piled into a car looking at a Yeah, what was up with this scene? They're like, the Coast Guard's like... They do. They cross their arms. Hands are tied. We can't They're do tied. anything. But you guys can do something. Like this guy who <laughs> who just got out on bail, and this, this skeezy looking toe sucker and Magnum. They're like, you can handle it. I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just here to watch. Yeah. And Rick goes, yeah, I know about watching. Yeah. <laughs> and then they we go into the hangar and we see the chopper and we see Renard and the captain, and they they're like, <laughs> and like. Okay, we were just saying how absurd this show is. When they like impounded TC's chopper, they weren't going to look through it at all because it's literally just in a compartment. Yeah. It's not hidden yeah. anywhere. They're pulling like dozens of big <laughs> yeah. fat like rice bags of heroin. Also, I might point out 
that someone like TC, like like the, that Hughes 500D, that helicopter is a tiny helicopter, and you make calculations for fuel and distance down to the pound. So loading this helicopter surreptitiously with like 50 or 60 pounds worth of drugs, if TC's calculations aren't right about how much fuel he needs, he's going to wind up, you know, going into the drink. So, yeah, when you see them filling like a duffel bag worth of this stuff, you're like, eh, I hope you pumped enough gas into that helicopter mm. to, and, and paid attention to this. Yeah. That's apparently... not just like a package or two of drugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, TC was distracted by Joey, so I'll give him a pass. TC was distracted, and clearly when he got back in the plane, uh, the chopper. When he took off, he should have went like, hmm, he, I, think I he, noticed something's yeah. different about My, my pillow seems to be a little more thick lately. <laughs> like, it's, it's half painted black now. Um, but it's like the gas. You think he would have noticed how much gas was in. Oh, they said we couldn't fill you up or something, didn't they? I don't, I don't remember, but it's just, yeah. it, it struck me as, yeah, we're not smuggling just one or two bags. Yeah, it's like, it's every like a million dollars in heroin yeah. of this tiny little helicopter is stuffed. I'm like, and, oh. so after we get the nice Scooby-Doo uh, drug reveal, that's when we hear, get them, guys. <laughs> and then Magnum in the Ferrari cuts. All three of them are crammed in the Ferrari. They cut off the guys leaving. Renard runs away. TC grabs him, just pummels his shit. He takes all his aggression out on Renard. Oh, yeah. Beats him to his shit. Even like Magnum's like, whoa, you're going to kill this guy. We're just going to get you out of jail. We don't want you to go back. And he's just like, okay, he calms down. Everybody like gathers back over by the chopper, and they're like talking about it. They're like, well, clearly, when you stopped to refuel, they were using the hand pump, so they had enough time to plant a bunch of drugs into your van. Van? Uh, <laughs> to your chopper. chopper. <laughs> So now this is the the final act. We get, uh, hey, Magnum's true to his word. He's going to move out of the, the uh, guest house. And TC got his kids to come and, like, help with the moving. They're, like, moving all this shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Higgins, Higgins comes in with the, the Dobermans. He says, tells the Dobermans to watch Rick because they know what Rick gets up to. That's right. <laughs> Magnum comes out. Great tie-in to our episode that we just put up. I think I know why there's friction between Higgins and Rick. What? He likes getting those socks. Rick does. Oh, okay. I think he really I think likes Rick is a socks. sock sniffer, maybe. I, I th- <laughs> we've put. Well, he's worse. all about the feet. We know that. We we've yeah. cast him in uh in worse light, so I think <laughs> yeah. that would be a little less weird. So Magnum comes out in a Plan of the Apes mask. He's like, "Hey, what do you know? Look what I found this in here." Great episode, by the way. We just put up. Yeah. Check it out. Perfect episode. And uh, Higgins is like, you know, I can't let you leave without doing inventory. I know you're going to steal some shit. Higgins, come on. I'm not going to steal anything. I've done all my mooching. I'm all mooched out. And he's like, and if you and if it takes longer than this afternoon, I'm staying. The deal's off. And then Higgins goes, well, I guess you're going to have to stay. And then it's a little like, you know. I am busy today. Maybe I'll get to it tomorrow. Maybe next week, I suppose. So that's his one way of admitting, you know, hey, you did good for your friend. I respect that. You get to stay. Right. 
I wish these yeah. guys would all just go to therapy and realize they should hug each other. I'm also no. I have to I have to laugh because I'm looking at this moment right now, and Magnum is wearing the tiniest of shorts. Like that, <laughs> that's like a two inch inseam. They're absurd. <laughs> And then he's wearing a, a hooded sweatshirt over that. Right. We Perfect. talked about that on the, the missing episode. That's a classic suburban guy <laughs> look. Oh, that's right. It's, he... But it's cargo shorts with a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Can't what's take going the Detroit on? Out are you hot or are you cold? His shorts got shorter, but he still wears the hoodie and the hot. The yeah. hot. Right. So right. <laughs> there you have it. Magnum P.I. Thank you for uh, doing double duty for us, uh, Jack. You know? Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. I feel like I've stared into your soul now, and I like what I see, Jack. And I Thanks believe to Magnum P.I. We had a big tease <laughs> in uh, the missing episode. Do we want to bring that up now, or do we just want to... What, what did we have in the missing episode? The big tease. Oh, yes, we have to bring this up. Okay. We're gonna, and it is a tease, because I, I want to get a couple more... Cop in the Fields single solo Cop in the Fields under our belts before we do this right. because we're like the we're like the Marvel universe we 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 build up our characters and we did then all we, of our solo movies we're right. still working on all those and sometimes those universes collide crossover or crossover <laughs> because uh, we did not know this but Jack told us there is a crossover episode the most bizarre if there was ever a crossover i never would have when he when you brought it up jack i was like what no you're fucking with us and he's like no it's real and he sent us the link to it yeah. magnum pi jack spirit animal crossed over with our girl in portland aubra's spirit animal jessica fletcher from cabot <laughs> cove murder she wrote so we're gonna do I don't know. We might we might save this for the holiday season because this I is a think, very special yeah, episode. It is going to be a special episode. Yeah, <laughs> both Jack and Aubra are game. They're hyped for it. So oh, it's going to be amazing. Griff's going to lose his mind trying to figure out like how to record <laughs> it this. It shouldn't be any different. It should just be adding. One yes, and yet somehow it, it it's it, going it, to be somehow yeah. it's going to be yeah. It's going to be. So look for that sometime in the future. We're all looking forward to that. Thank you again, Jack. Thank you. Well, I'm sure me. we'll have you on even before we do that for oh, something yeah. else. We we still need to do that Red Dawn remake. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So hey, Griff, you you sign off on the tippy tops. Of course. And until next time, everybody, I'm listening. That's a perfect Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs>